to Doxed, the podcast. All right, I'm settling down. I don't know where to even, I don't know where to begin. Well, I'll begin then in my super lethargic surgery recovery state of mind. I'm like periodically checking into the Discord because I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> I'm not really on social media as much anymore. Like the Discord is sort of my social media fix. And I opened the app and saw your picture in there. And it was a screenshot of your online dating profile. And I recognized it because you sent me your, when you were kind of setting it up. And I took a closer look at it and it was a screenshot of Allie's Instagram story. Allie Priestley, who said she was taking a break from terrorizing everyone, uh, couldn't help herself and blasted your online dating profile on her Instagram. And it made me feel so, I was so bothered by it because I'm like, fuck, she said she was going to take a break. This has nothing to do with anything. Like, it, ugh. I can't even describe how annoying it was to see that because it was just so unnecessary. And once again, no one is digging into her life at that level. And it just, if, if she was dealing with less stable people, if she was dealing with like more compromised mental health, um, this could drive someone crazy. Like the level of gang stalking going on uh, specifically towards you, the way she digs into your life and finds images of your family and like there's someone reporting to Allie your whereabouts like that is some freaky shit and literally no one is doing that to Allie yeah it's very creepy I'm very concerned with who this person is who because she said in the story that it's the same person who a few weeks ago was somehow in my jury duty and then reported that to her and the other thing that she said in her story today, I don't think you watched it. I just did like a few minutes before we hopped on was that she then like researched my history of my house being purchased. And I will say like, fortunately, she got a couple of key things wrong about what she's trying to make fun of me about. And unfortunately, I can't even clarify which things because it's like a measure of safety and protection that she isn't fully aware of my situation, my living situation, my money situation. But it's also really exhausting because, yeah, I'm trying to get back to regular life. It's really hard to put yourself out there with like a dating profile. And the creepy thing about that, too, is that I just I just started that profile like last week. Yeah, you just made it. Yeah, so whoever is uh, finding, I mean, and it's weird because you can't just plan to be at a jury duty, right? So, like, that must have been a coincidence. It was still a horrible choice to then tell Allie about something. And I would like to put out a call to anybody listening, anybody that knows anybody lurking around the corners of this situation who is aware of who's doing that, who was in my jury duty and who is who now sent my hinge profile to Allie please let me know because they should not have you have to the judge tells you not to say anything 
and share anything about the jury duty situation while you're there. So I would like to report that to the court. And I also just feel really creeped out. Um, and yeah, Allie looked up the history of my home situation and thinks she knows something about where I'm, where I live and about my house. And so if there's somebody physically in Philadelphia, whether or not these things were, I mean, it had to be a coincidence somehow for them to be in that jury duty. Mm -hmm. The hinge, I don't know, I guess had to be a coincidence too, but like two times is definitely, that's a pattern. I don't know why this person is encountering all this private, like not private, but like personal stuff of mine under a totally different name than the TikTok name I use. I mean, it's one thing to stumble across a dating profile. I mean, that's feasible that that can happen. It's another thing to take it a step further by sending it to Allie. Like that is creepy and weird. That's a decision that I think somebody I hope out there feels morally conflicted about and doesn't just think that that's okay and funny like Allie seems to. It's not funny. It makes people feel unsafe. And I don't understand what the goal is of looking up your home purchase history like what is that gonna do she knows your name she knows your family's names she has her phone number she probably has your address because of miss frankie well she seemed not to know for a hundred percent whether it was my address or not which again that's one of a few different like details that i think is best if i just don't correct Mm -hmm. because i don't really want her to know for sure whether or not like where i live or what i'm doing for work right now um because it's unsafe because she tries to always attack the thing that will most traumatize you or most harm you or most shame you or whatever another thing she's trying to go after is the fact that i talked behind our uh on our super 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 cast uh content i talked about my university and she and hags care seem to think that i owe the university some kind of like toe sucking deference which was never going to happen. And also Ali is talking about how I had some kind of scholarship and should be grateful. Uh, I've gotten grants. I've, I never did get a scholarship. I've gotten stipends. That's one thing I will correct because it's not like I just got my way paid through school. I worked my ass off over the course of the last three degrees. Um, before that I had student loans, which still aren't fully paid off. Um, but yeah, I'm the one that got scholarships. (laughs) <laughs> good for you yeah I never got a scholarship I got stipends which means that I worked my ass off doing grunt work <laughs> in exchange for my education for 10 years so that's something I feel like is fine to correct and I don't feel like I need to suck anyone's toes because and I also don't um I didn't I mean it's funny that the, I'm so glad and thankful for this podcast because it has the history of my decision there it's contained in the mm-hmm. in podcast episodes exactly what my thinking was that led to that had nothing to do with Allie and in fact I decided to step away from the the program a while before she really amped up the calls to Temple to try to harass and intimidate me and at the time I was like well if you want to keep bothering them sure ranting and raving about how I shouldn't be working with children meanwhile I've already chosen to step away and also like screw her I could step back at any time I'm actually fully qualified to go back and be a professor of some kind at any time in the future that I wanted to, but I don't want to right now because I'm doing other things that I think are more important 
for my time and my energy. And I'm trying to seek my own happiness. So all of that was really not her doing, but she's like gloating, which is gross. But then really the thing that's scary is the part where she's, she's trying to point to my specific address and make people angry at me for some kind of like perceived again she got a lot of things wrong as well and I'm not going to correct specifically what but some kind of perceived like reason for people to go after me and apparently someone lives in my vicinity who keeps finding me and reporting my whereabouts and that person shouldn't know my exact address that's creepy as hell and I think they must know at this point it's probably not too difficult to find since Allie constantly blasts my full legal name instead of my TikTok name. But it's like when she puts it up on her stories and talks about that and riles people up, it's more of a threat than just like that information is out there because she's clearly doing that same thing she's always done where she points to it and kind of just suggests that her followers go after it. And like, what are you going to do? You're going to come to my house? What more What more do we need to do here? What have I even done to Allie? Like, where does this stop? I think she wants us dead because there. we could have just let it lie. And I don't even, and she must be, it must be like a compulsion because she's like, she was like, I held on to this for so long, this hinge page. I made it le- this in, within seven days of, of this recording. She lies about everything, literally everything. Or just doesn't even know what she's saying, I think. But but really, it's like she's like targeting like for a missile strike, whatever she thinks will be most traumatic. And it's like a saving grace that she's not very smart and doesn't always understand what will cut the deepest. But I don't understand what the big gotcha moment. Like, let's say you did make your dating profile a while ago. So what if she was sitting on like, what is it? I don't understand about the fact that I quit my PhD program, which like fine laugh. She's laughing. You talked about that a long time ago. She's so dumb. And she really wants me to be, she really wants that to be like a punishment for me instead of something that was very liberating for me. And I think her jealousy about my education is part of the misunderstanding there that it would be like some kind of karmic negative that I've stepped away from the program or was made to by her or something. She really had nothing to do with that choice. That was all brewing from last semester and before that even just like all of covid a million and one things changed in my life in that time i became a very different kind of person with a very different lifestyle i developed i mean a big part of it is i developed this chronic thing chronic illness of pemphigus which is really a present part of my life right now because i'm in the middle like deep in the throes of a flare-up and like it's it's not comfortable to have that happening to my my skin and my body. And when we went home for COVID and then we started to come back, I realized that that wasn't something I could do anymore because not only is this instigated by stress, but it makes it physically hard to go out of my house very often. Mm-hmm. And I realized that my life had to change and the track that I was on to continue because once you finish where I was, you get your PhD. I'm a PhD candidate. Once you finish the actual PhD, if you want to go for the job that I was gearing up toward, the, the next thing you do is you spend about five, six years on 
even more of a ramped up kind of schedule of now you just are on your own. You have to publish books and you have to also teach ungodly amounts of hours and bear the brunt of all this university admin work that they dump on you and deal with all the stupid social politics and go in at six in the morning or whatever and do that for five more years and hope to God you maybe possibly get tenure from it if you play the politics well enough. And I knew that I couldn't do it because suddenly my body was falling apart and I was like, and this is directly stress related. So mm-hmm. it became, it just became a, um, something I had to accept was an obstacle to continuing on that path. And that's sad. I think that the university, the way that it, the jobs are set up, the way that the job uh, process of interviewing for the jobs are set up, it's very ableist. And that's something that prevents me from doing that work. Uh, and again, I could go and do, there's like adjunct level teaching, which I'm qualified to do. I could do it anywhere um, if I wanted to. But right now I'm burned out and I am focusing on other things. I did not quit it to focus on this podcast only. I have an entire life that I'm living and it's it's really disappointing to me that I can't even talk myself up a little bit in a dating profile without it getting blasted and turned on its head and twisted and used to try to shame me as much as possible that's really disappointing because there are good things that I'm doing in my life that are worth sharing and being proud of and treating as accomplishments and celebrating and I'm not allowed to do that right now I'm prevented from doing that because of this is what happens anytime I even celebrate something small. To me, it's a celebration that I quit my PhD and I'm doing other things that I am happier doing. It's liberating. And, but I can't, I can't even, it's not fair, you know, it's, and mm-hmm. I mean, and I want to be an influencer, so I can't just go away. I can't just like, I'm not going to go away. I think she wants me to die because I don't understand what else she wants. I think if she was going after anyone else like this, someone would have died. Like, this is a lot, especially when you are trying to move on with your life in other ways and she finds some way to attack it, even when it has absolutely nothing to do with her. That's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And it's not what's happening to her. If she would ever talk about anything other than harassing us all, nobody would talk about, nobody would care. Go ahead. That's what everyone's been saying. And she does, like, I think she went after Carrie Ann in some, in some ways, even like scarier ways and more direct ways. Oh yeah. But, and she's gotten again, like she's gone after all of us in kind of different ways. And I think it's all tailored to whatever she thinks is going to be the most traumatizing for you, which is just a terrible and psychotic way of being. Um, But really like it is this is now five months of this and I still don't I it's frustrating to not feel out of this out of the chaos zone of it and into some kind of safe zone to really like we've been processing the best we can on here and I think that's really good and helpful for me but even just to think back to like yeah she totally blasted my family my whole like all of my family's faces have been on her page my family's home has been on her page and she lies about them and she lies about me. It's been it's been going on for months. I mean, I think that happened in like February when she blasted my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is even more of an escalation, I think, just like 
basically threatening that she knows where I live and making it very clear that she has eyes on me in my city. Mm-hmm. They're willing to tell her everything they know about anything they find about me. But like for what though? For what? I guess just because I don't know. I mean, I guess just because this was a very bad faceplant loss for Allie. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's hard to take. And so I guess she's just trying to make something hurt for me too. Cause that seems fair, whatever. But yeah, like there's no end goal really. Like I don't have your trademarks and like, there's nothing you can get me to back down from or, I mean, and she also talks about how she seems to be under the impression that doxed is done and has stopped posting. <laughs> and she's like, right about, no. now, right about now, you're probably regretting that you teamed up with Roxy, who's probably getting tired of the podcast. And I'm like, we just what? recorded like at least another month and a half of these episodes. <laughs> like we have. So Where does she girl. get this from? Like, she's yeah. such a fucking wackadoo. I know she's talking to Hags Care because that was just mentioned. Oh, and that's the other thing she kept threatening. She was like, I know you said that you're going to do a civil case if I release your paid content, but just try me. I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay. So Hags Care is obviously, obviously given a story to Allie. And yeah, I mean, I have no problem exploring legal options still. If that. Yeah, the same Hags Care, the same Caitlin. That's like besties with how weird is that, Allie, that you have a mutual friend with someone that you're so scared of and hate so much. Weird of you. Oh, yeah. If we're that out, that is something I kind of I would think it would be very funny if it got back to Allie, because it's pretty wild that Hags Care is her main person telling her stories and seems to be best friends with, <laughs> with her former client. Yep. Like what an idiot. That's a little bit of an egg on your face, Allie. And that's like a known thing. Yeah. And I guess we're at that point of just like, you know, Hags Care, if you want to keep involving yourself, if you want to keep attacking people, we're looking at you too, babe. Seriously. No one here is slick. No one. No one is slick. But yeah, especially, I mean, really, like if somebody, if somebody knows who is, who is uh, reporting on me, whistleblow that shit. Whistleblow it. Let me know. We have voicemail. You can leave like an anonymous tip or like a voice message on the website. Mm -hmm. I want to know because I don't feel safe. And it's not a two-way street. It's It has not escalated on Allie's tour in the direction of Allie like that whatsoever. Nobody is blasting her address. Nobody is laughing about how we have eyes on her. No one's reaching out to her family. No one's having conversations with her exes or her siblings or her parents. If she had a job, no one would be reaching out there. If she had any accomplishments, no one would be attacking them right now. Yeah, she's so gleeful that I don't. I mean, it's funny because she has, again, like I shouldn't even give too much away, but it's hard to bite your tongue because it's like, you have no idea the accomplishments that I have. Like, she thinks I shouldn't be working with people. Whoops, I have private students. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoops, you have no idea what my life is like day to day. You decided to not move forward with your PhD. Whoops, you have two fucking master's degrees. Like, two master's degrees, and I'm fully qualified to adjunct. And even I could honestly, it's a weird game with tenure, but there's nothing preventing me from being a professor of music composition. I have two degrees in it and one in music theory. And uh, 
there's nothing that prevents me from doing that job, except for that I'm burned out and that I have a chronic illness now that changes things for me. And that's fine because now I'm realizing to re-gear some things in my life to, the, to be more the way that I want to live my life. I'm trying to live a softer life. I'm trying to accommodate myself and I'm doing a pretty damn good job um, making the life that works for me that I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't really have to defend that in particular, I guess, with the, with the PhD thing, but it's just like the derisive laughter. And I know that it's coming from a jealousy mm -hmm. because Allie could never, Allie could never dream to become a PhD candidate. Could never dream. Allie could never dream to be a successful entrepreneur, which is why she attacks me for being a scammer all the time. And she attacks me for being, well, and I, and I do run an Airbnb and she attacks me for that as well, which is also entrepreneurial. Yeah. I started a business. You're literally sustaining yourself in like one of the coolest ways possible. Thank you. I mean, I understand that it's, um, and I think a lot about gentrification and I think a lot about what I was dealt and the privileges that I have. I'm aware of them. And I'm not going to sit here and like tally off the things that I do to counterbalance or the things that I don't do. But it's a, it's, you, Allie has no idea what my life is. Allie has no idea what my life is. So, and I'm just, and yeah, it's like at this point, it's not funny. It's gross and creepy. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> and I just don't think, I don't know. Like even watching those stories, she just says nothing for 20 minutes. She babbles talks about how she's going to come back after her break and be so much better then you have to take a break because a week is not a break go away <laughs> go get better I've never seen an improvement in that woman I don't know what getting better is it seems like she just mentally declines and calls that a win <laughs> I mean it's not a flex and you know she loves that she makes people nervous to post on social media she loves that she's able to do that to people because I don't, I, she gets some kind of weird kick out of it like i'm sure posting about your hinge profile she's probably thinking you're gonna take it down or something like that i've been scared to post about my health stuff we talked about this a little bit on the the next Ann episode coming up i don't know if it'll be posted before this or after this but i had mentioned like man i would love to be able to like post and connect with other women who are going through the same thing I am or who have had similar procedures but I'm like fuck Allie's probably gonna like turn it into something so nasty and so awful and she just loves that she can do that but I after I saw in the discord what she did with you I posted on my Instagram like hey, maybe she maybe I can like shift the focus and she'll leave Jane alone and then she can just make fun of me which will make her look really bad <laughs> but that's one thing that I like about our little community is like we'll step in for each other like that okay like this person's got they've been hit enough by Allie I'll step in I'll step in front and then she can shoot at me and it's just kind of sad like it's heartwarming that we think of each other in that way but then it's sad that we even have to think of each other in that way yeah, you're right. I appreciate that about you and all of everybody. Everybody that knows, you know who you are, the real ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the real ones. But yeah, I, it has been kind of that way the whole time. And it's, it is like a weird, 
I never heard of anything quite like it because I've never heard of anybody dealing, first of all, with a barrage like this. And second of all, combating it. And third of all, having a group that grows up around it to work together to combat it. I've never heard of anything like this. Never. I mean, I guess her side of things, there was some kind of cesspool that cropped up around it, but it fell apart because I'm sure the energy behind it was absolute shit and they weren't actual friends. And our community's thriving and we have some really, not just some, everyone in there is fantastic. Every single person that has like rallied behind us and I, I love the community that we've built. It's fantastic. I agree. It's I, I'm happier on our Discord lately than on TikTok or anything like that because it feels so refreshing just to interact with every single person that's on there. And it's funny because I think she does project a lot. She projects a lot onto your and my friendship. It has to be excruciating for her that we are just better and better friends every day I think is fair yep <laughs> like I feel like you're like my soulmate like you're like yeah for a long time and a, and good reasons and she uh she's one of my favorite be. people on the planet oh really that's so nice I agree I agree I agree <laughs> I really love you. And I, I love really, you too. I love you too. <laughs> I mean it. And I just can't even imagine. I don't know. It's like it is like everything has to happen exactly how it has to happen because I really met some of some lifelong friends. And it's and, oh my God, Carrie Ann is so fucking cool. Good. I love that. I love that. It's <laughs> so good. That's like my, <laughs> that's my closure. That's my personal closure um there was this whole phase i think we mentioned it in the like timeline episode where there was just like some shady shit going on in the background and everyone kind of like had their turn of thinking i was the bad guy i think we all kind of took turns being the super suspicious one i guess but like i say in every episode time reveals everything about everyone and i finally like got to connect with carrie ann she is amazing yeah, I love her. I I don't want to just like blow smoke up her skirt either. I just like I just think like what a cool example of a person who made the life that they wanted out of a lot of people trying to bring them down. And there's so many I mean, I loved that that episode that we all recorded together was literally my closure on the whole thing because it's I don't even know what to say. Like, I just feel like it is time shows and there's so many great people in this that I'm so thankful to know. I hope that someday we can like all get together and have a big party or something. <laughs> so fun to do like a big virtual brunch or something. Something, something. Cause this is, this is not anything I've ever heard of before. And like, and I mean, there's so many people Jubilee too. I was talking to Jubilee about this other, the whole Titanic thing and the whole Titan sinking situation. And I don't know. I just think I really did. I feel like I found my people and I can be on the same wavelength with people in a way that I just, I had to go through so many, like, uh, like I lost a whole friend group 
and and it was devastating and you hope there's going to be something better out of that and it's this long slow crawl and suddenly I'm looking around and I'm like surrounded by people that I think get me better than anybody I've ever been around before Mm -hmm. and I don't have any idea how that would have happened except for exactly the way it did so I cannot wait to see what's coming up next because it's got to be a very dramatic story I'm sure (laughs) very interesting I know Um, very interesting future for all of us because something is meaningful about all of this. Are you tired of feeling unsafe online? Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing, and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than Doxed the Podcast. Visit the website doxthepodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. And it's hard to remember to like stop and celebrate victories and positive things, but it's wild to look around myself at this phase and realize where we're at too. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just wild. It's wild who's still around. It's wild to feel so, I feel really known and accepted by a lot of the people that are involved uh, like equal and opposite to the way that Ali tries to rip me down. I feel like really heard by people that I respect a lot more. So Mm -hmm. that's amazing to realize. I know we've talked about this before and I'm not sure if it was on a episode or just us talking. Sometimes the memories of both just kind of like mixed together. (laughs) But I remember there was one night I was like, if we get jobs, Allie's gonna find our employers and get us fired. If we start dating, they're gonna find our partners. And like, okay, well, here's step one: <laughs> making a dating profile. She finds it. That's jarring. Okay, now we can like move on. Like we already knew what was gonna happen. Maybe I didn't realize how quickly and efficiently it would happen. But I think after the initial shock wears off of like, oh. She found my online dating profile. Okay. If you get a partner, maybe she'll find them and try to talk to them. But like none of it is equaling death, right? Like it's not earth shattering. She has definitely established a pattern. So we pretty much know what to expect. And I think continuing on to move on with our lives and live our best lives while she's in this absolute utter turmoil trying to ruin us. And that's all we can do is just continue to move on. She is where she wants to be. Miserable. She is where she wants to be. Trolling and stalking and making content out of us and trying to make fun of us to the three people that are listening to her. Meanwhile, we get to move on. We get to do projects together. We get to build a community. We get to make online dating profiles. We get to meet people and date and whatever. And she can can wallow around in the dirt still. That's fine. Yeah. She was also saying that we can't make content without her because everything got quiet 
around the subject of her in the week that she's been gone yeah that's because we immediately all put it down as soon as she stops um we also all- post once a week so <laughs> yeah, we also post once a week. yeah she ha- she was under this weird impression that that the podcast is no longer posting which i mean i'm not posting at the tiktok because what's the point oh yeah i guess she thinks tiktok is the end all be all of the world instead right. of- tiktok is her life not mine yeah yeah don't need TikTok, tiktok to grow like our podcast is fine without any social media posting anyway yeah and also i do other content i just intentionally keep it not something that's connected to anything she would see and obviously so because if i did she would try to tear it down so it's just ridiculous for her to then be like to be like uh that we can't come up with content without her like obviously we're not trying to share our content with her yeah i mean i have two things going on in my life a huge hate campaign against me which i feel like i'm handling pretty well podcasting with you and processing it with you and with our friends in the discord i also have like major health stuff going on that i would love to post about but i don't need it weaponized against me yeah um but i feel like I, I part of me was worried that if I did start posting about like my endometriosis and my PCOS and all that, that she would say that I'm like scamming or faking it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel a little more comfortable talking about it because I actually have like surgical photos. <laughs> I got my my head. Well, okay, yeah. I was diagnosed with PCOS in February. I felt like shit in February. And is it Allie's fault? Not necessarily, but being severely bullied in that way causes all kind of inflammation in the body. And I already deal with chronic pelvic pain and have since I was in high school. And stress makes it worse. And this whole situation is stress. Just like you've had a flare up because of this stress. I had a flare up because of this stress, just in a different part of my body. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't have a, a primary, primary care provider um, I don't have great insurance, but it was getting so bad that whenever I'd be on my cycle, like I'd have to crawl to the bathroom. Like I couldn't stand upright for weeks. Like my period pain isn't just like day one and two of my cycle. Like it's weeks. It's a week before it starts. It's during the week of, and it's part of the week after. And I have like a handful of days where I'm not in pain and that starts all over again because it's a cycle. And it really, really hit me like a freight train in February. And then I finally got in with a gynecologist. I established care with a primary care provider, found out all kinds of things about my health that I really didn't want to know. But the all the stuff linked to my chronic pelvic pain and the ultrasounds they had done, the blood work that I had done, they determined that I had PCOS. I figured I've had endometriosis since I was in high school. But I've been to so many doctors and they're just like, oh, painful period, whatever. Periods don't feel good. Get over it. Take an ibuprofen. I've had doctors be like, uh, you're being really emotional and that's probably exacerbating whatever's going on. Maybe just try calming down. Like that's the response that I've gotten over my chronic pelvic pain for the last like 17 years or so. After but seeing thing- those photos, after seeing those photos, that is horrifying. Yeah, those doctors should be ashamed of themselves after seeing the photos. Yeah, and the thing with endometriosis, like PCOS, you can see in an ultrasound because you can see the cysts in there, and those can be painful, I guess. 
endometriosis you can't see on any imaging you have to do like exploratory surgery or laparoscopic surgery whatever to see what's in there so and like who wants to do that I guess doctors have lots of jobs and taking on extra work with someone who's saying they're in pain maybe it's just not a priority to see where the pain's coming from like I've gotten many diagnoses of unexplained pain like the medical debt that I've racked up going to doctors for them to tell me you have unexplained pain like that's an insult to even tell someone I can't explain your pain here's ibuprofen like I don't need a doctor to tell me that my pain is my pain is inexplicable like I can go on WebMD and get a better diagnosis than that. Yeah. So long story short, uh, had all this, all these labs done and was working with this really amazing gynecologist who believed me the, the second I opened my mouth and described my symptoms, she was like, I think you're right. You sound like you have, you know, like a more advanced stage endometriosis. Here's what we can do. She consulted with my insurance who was like, not going to cover the full procedure that I actually need but they were I guess they decided on the procedure that I had done was like the bare minimum she could do based on what my insurance was going to cover but yeah I wanted to talk about all of that but I didn't want Allie to be like oh Roxy's scamming she's lying about her physical health for sympathy she's a scammer but like I have pictures of my insides bitch <laughs> <laughs> like, can't call me scammer now <laughs> they are very real and yeah it's it was really it's like bittersweet I guess because when I asked you about it your first thought about the whole thing was I feel so validated that it was actually a problem and you can see it on these pictures and the doctor said that it was really bad and that mm -hmm. is so I'm so glad that you have that validation but that is so sad that that's like your main thought and and that there's less pain and that the the doctor validated it because it had been in, not validated for so long and it was very real even just totally untrained eye you can see yeah it was, it was gross in there <laughs> well, and it's like it's that feeling of being gaslit to hell and then someone tells you roxy you were right and here's the proof i believe you and here's the proof you were right I just started bawling when she handed me those pictures in the recovery room. <sighs> Medical gaslighting. It's really a thing. Or they'll tell you or you'll complain to a doctor about some kind of physical pain you have. And they'll be like, oh, well, have you tried losing weight? <laughs> yeah. Well, I experienced that a lot. I have running and like exercise induced asthma. And I went to a doctor and I said, I think I have exercise induced asthma one time. And the doctor said... I think you just need to lose weight. And I lost weight and I still had exercise induced asthma. <laughs> and then the other one that happened to me was the, the birth control thing. I asked a doctor for birth control when I was younger, probably late 1920, something like that. First time ever having a significant other wanted to get on birth control. And he said, well, you're having sex yet. And I said, well, no, I'm specifically waiting to be responsible until I get on this birth control. And he said, okay, I think that it's more important and more urgent that you lose weight first. And then we can talk about the birth control. And I walked out of that office, like what just happened to me? And what? was there yeah. a reason he said that? Yes. I was completely not prepared to answer or stick up for myself in that moment. It was like an older white man doctor. I went back the next week. Cause I was like, that's not, that can't be right. 
And I saw a female doctor and she said, and I told her that story and it was like in the same practice. And uh, she said, he should never have said that to you. There was no medical reason for him to deny you birth control. And she prescribed it to me. Wow. Yeah. Cause I know, I guess weight can be an issue with plan B. I think your BMI can make plan B ineffective. I think it's like similar hormones, similar whatever to like the daily pill or whatever. But when you said that, I was like, oh, is there like a weight thing with birth control? I've never heard that. No medical reason to, to do that. He just wasn't really listening to what I was telling him. Like he was like, I think the convert, the whole conversation happened that way a little bit because of a miscommunication, but the miscommunication was because he was just not even listening to what I was telling him. What I was telling him was I want to get on birth control so I can be responsible as I get into my first sexual relationship. And he heard, I don't even know what he heard, but he heard that that was not urgent or, (laughs) (laughs) and that I needed to lose weight. And he was the same exact doctor that told me that I did not have exercise induced asthma and needed to lose weight. I think that might've been the same visit actually. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like a very scarring thing. And I'm glad I went back and got a second opinion. I think if anybody feels like they're being treated like that with, with doctors or, or, uh, medical people, it's worth getting a second opinion, although that's obviously can be restrictive, like cost wise or insurance wise or whatever, but they, they're just people. Were there any like pressing health issues due to your weight? No. That doctor found out and was trying to warn you about or anything? Not. I mean, there, the thing that I always remember from my doctor's appointments around that time was that they were always aghast and surprised that my blood pressure was completely normal. Like every time it came out completely normal and they were always like, wow, that's really interesting. Wow. Are we sure? Like, (laughs) like they couldn't believe that my blood pressure was totally fine. Really weird. Well, meanwhile, me like almost three years into powerlifting, like working out five, six days a week, I get my blood work and they're like, Ooh, bitch, you're dying. Dang. (laughs) blood pressure through the roof cholesterol through the roof insulin resistance i know it's like a pcos thing but still like health and size don't i know your size doesn't necessarily determine your health no i mean you can't be like i was definitely not healthy in some ways when i was that size it was like an eating disorder thing but yeah the blood pressure i have more of a blood pressure issue now and I think I actually had some kind of like, I forget whether it's like hypo or hyper thyroidism or whatever, something where like, I think it was counterbalanced by the fact that I would have had it pushed up by weighing more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it came out normal. And now I have like an imbalanced blood pressure because of weighing less. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, what were you talking about body neutrality instead of body positivity? I, I don't know enough about the politics, but I... I like that idea because I think that's right. It's like, you just have to have your own individual understanding of yourself and what's healthy for you and what works for you. And, you know, not be in denial about things, but also people should be allowed to determine what works best for them. I think. Yeah. I've been trying to learn as much as I can about the 
body positivity movement, the health at every size or health at any size movement. I'm not sure which one it actually is. Is it any size or every size? I don't know. But then body neutrality just sounds safer, for lack of a better word. Um, I think people in larger bodies, especially within these movement movements, get kind of offended when people talk about wanting or needing to lose weight and like that that phobic to some people but when I think about myself and my own body I'm in the largest body I've ever been in but I'm also the strongest like physically strongest I've ever been and at the size that I am at I am not healthy I would benefit from losing fat health-wise I don't hate how I look I don't hate having curves I don't hate being plus size I think I look fucking great naked like, I, I am not upset at all with having more weight on me, but it's affecting me in ways that didn't when I had less fat on my body. And I do eat a lot because I lift heavy. Like, I fuel my body probably more than I need to, than I need to because I power lift. I lift super heavy. Changing my diet to lose weight to improve my lab results, my blood work and my lipid panel stuff. Because I want to live a long time and I want to feel good. But it's not about, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look fat. Like I don't, I don't really care. Body neutrality is like, who cares what you weigh? What can your body do? And I love that about body neutrality because my, my body can do things it's never been able to do before. And I'm really proud of that. That's cool. I'm behind, I'm fully behind that. I feel the same way. I, I feel like in some ways I am losing some health because of things like my pemphigus and just like aging causes problems or causes things to catch up with you a little bit more, I guess. Mm-hmm. But in some ways I'm healthier than I've ever been because I started my whole weight, whatever journey thinking pretty strictly about like calories and walking. And now I'm also doing fitness and like incorporating a more holistic approach to staying healthy and I've gained weight and not like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like uh bad in a body that is somewhere in the middle either. And I think again, like in some ways it is like healthier than it's ever been because I can do a lot more because I've been doing fitness training and mm-hmm. that feels really good. And I'm just making like less obsessive choices about food overall and I think it's okay to fluctuate in weight a little bit. I think that's healthy for me. I think learning to be okay with or be around people who are okay with whoever I am is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Not bothering with people who feel like that makes a difference in who I am. And I think I also probably will try to lose weight again just because it, well, I don't know if I'll try to lose weight, but I just think. I do have some weird blood pressure things and I need to like fix my diet a little bit. This is like a ramble, sorry. (laughs) But basically I think in some ways I'm healthier and in some ways I'm not as healthy and that's all fine. So anyway, I like body neutrality. Body neutrality is great. And I think it's good to make little tweaks and adjustments to lifestyle as you age because you just have to accommodate different things as you age. I think. Yeah. Plus like my lifestyle keeps changing too. And I think mostly 
when I have a more stable lifestyle, that's when I'm able to take care of my food and my exercise kind of health. And so I think focusing on getting my life to a place that makes sense for me is a really good first step to just like staying healthy in general, sustainably. Mm -hmm. Because it's very, very difficult to eat right and exercise every day when you're going through trauma and stressed Mm -hmm. out all the time and anxious and not sleeping right and whatever, you know? And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. On top of dealing with like, a skin condition or, or chronic pain like it's hard to manage it all yeah I mean I'm I'm stressed because my skin condition is getting worse and worse it has been since January it just will get worse until I go on a massive steroid dose again but my problem is that I did that last year and I don't want to do that every year for the rest of my life because it did a lot of things to me it um makes me sweat all night <laughs> So like, I can't sleep because I'm covered in sweat for like a month. Horrible. Mm -hmm. It messes with my bowels and it makes my hair fall out. And all of these things are like horrifying. Like the hair, the first time the hair fell out, horrifying to my, it was like body horror to me. It was like losing a limb. I was like, oh my God. It was like, no, so it's horrible. Because I've always like prided myself in my long hair and I feel like I lost something that was about myself. It's very sad. And that's going to happen again, maybe every year for the rest of my life. Like, oh my God. So I'm trying to avoid it as long as possible, but it's every, I showed you a picture. It's all over my back. It goes onto my, like, goes onto like mucous membranes. So extrapolate that what you will. Yeah. It's as bad as you think. Oh, and, wow. and so like a less, a less, uh, a less TMI one is like on, in the side of my nose was one. And then there's like now one on my forehead that just opened up like a few minutes ago. And there's oh my like, God. And it just gets worse. And I feel like I'm a deteriorating like zombie <laughs> until I get on steroids and then all my hair falls out. And it's literally just like a cycle that I have to repeat for the rest of my life and decide how long this goes on. That's my whole life. So that's very difficult to like decide like okay now this month I have to sweat every night instead of sleep (laughs) jeez or else I can't or else I have a hole in my head so you know so obviously I'm not going to go to my university and continue to try to get tenure for five more years of stress Mm -hmm. when I have a hole in my head I'm not doing that I'm not subjecting myself to that and that's not anything I'm ashamed of saying yeah I mean that's an act of self-care to like do what you need to do to feel better Exactly. I mean, this is me taking care of myself and I've explained that on the podcast and it's, uh, it's such a fucking, uh, I have to be so good at like not having a fucking ego and just knowing who the fuck I am because, Mm -hmm. because like, it sucks to just not like, you want to act like you single-handedly took me out of my PhD program because I couldn't work with kids. Okay. Live in your weird psycho reality. Like, like I am taking care of myself and all, the only thing that matters is that I am, I know that, but it's just shitty. It's just fucking shitty. Well, she has nothing better to do. I mean, God forbid someone trusts her with a kid to teach them anything. Jeez Louise. All projection. Yeah. She has no idea. I've totally been like an actual mentor, like not to toot my own horn, but like I've actually toot it. I've. <laughs> because I get like real ass student evaluations and peer evaluations that say that I was good at my job 
those are just real things. People actually got to the end of a semester and instead of bitching in uh, anonymity about how terrible I was, they said that I was good at my job and I helped them learn things. Mm-hmm. Grow as people. Like, come on. Whatever. She wants to call me a scammer. Though the first salon that I opened by myself, no handouts, no loans, no nothing. I cleared 250 something thousand dollars my first year in business as a legitimate lash artist and permanent makeup artist. Unlike Allie, who's doing bootleg lashes with no license in Denver. Yeah, I know about that. I know about that, Allie. That's a wild thing. Who's the scammer there? Seriously. I mean, it's all it's all projection. It's all projection. You're amazing. That's very cool. Thank you. All of it is just jealous, I think. And we're going to do incredible things moving forward. Everyone that has been a target of Ally the last five, six months has grown in some way, has moved in a different direction of something cool and better. She's the only one just still in turmoil every single day. Everyone else is moving on. And speaking of online dating profiles, like... You were talking about wanting to set up your life in a softer way, in a more sustainable way to accommodate what you need moving forward throughout your life. Yeah. And I've been trying to do the same thing, like pre-Alley. I I had gone back to school for data science because I was like, okay, I need to live a softer life. I can't do a traditional nine to five, at least not in office. And with tech jobs, with data science jobs, that's something you can do remotely. And working remotely feels like a better way to accommodate myself. And when I'm still still looking for data science jobs, it's not like super easy to focus on building my portfolio while dealing with all of this drama. But for podcasting, and that's pretty cool. And that's something that can be a job. I used to write. I could get back into writing, which can be another stream of income. Like, I, I, I'm not going to hold any more shame earning an income, however I feel like I need to. Um, the whole scammer thing, like, you know, that, like, really gets under my skin. Like, it really bothers me because so many people that listen to her believe that about me, even though it's not true. But I am determined to set up my life however I see fit so that I have better quality of life moving forward. And part of that means maybe, maybe one day, finding a partner, like a life partner, romantic or what. Because part of living a softer life means having like in-person support. Like I need a support person. And so moving on from this drama is pretty imperative for me because I got shit to do. I have a life to live and I don't want to do it alone. And I'm not going to be scared to be online on an online dating site. I want to meet people. I want to date, whether I find a romantic partner or a platonic partner. I need a support partner moving forward. So Allie can attack that all she wants to, because we all know she wants the damn same thing. She wants the same thing. Instead of focusing on us and what we're doing, maybe she should make an online dating profile and get her life together. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared to date. I'm not going to be scared to put myself out there because I have an online stalker lurking around. Weird energy of her. Weird of her. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I'm not scared, but I'm, I feel like I'm disappointed because I feel like 
like nothing is sacred in her quest to take anything that could possibly be traumatic and mm -hmm. laugh and jeer and you know flip it off and I just I don't know like I don't we don't talk about any of anything she wants to talk about that's other than just when she is attacking us so why is my dating profile involved and literally last week I created it because literally last week after like a whole year of sitting on being single and needing to go through a bunch of crap as a single person I was like you know because I do need also speaking of a support person like you know you do mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's ableist, Allie, of you to try to mess with my dating profile sphere. <laughs> ableist. <laughs> Confirmed. It's just so dumb because I know she wants the same thing. Yeah. I know she wants love in her life too. So like why tear down everyone else's That's the projection because she thinks that's what's gonna hurt the most because that's what would hurt her the most. Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm just waiting waiting for someone to screenshot my instagram and send it to her so she can like make fun of my ovary my missing ovary <laughs> and look like a complete asshole <laughs> make, you know she will she make fun of your ovary she would my poor little ovary. Fun of it. mean the little ovary that could and didn't <laughs> the little ovary that could not <laughs> so much for her summer break i know it was literally a week thank you for listening find additional content at doxedthepodcast.com